0: ideas and content in this podcast are and do not reflect the views or opinions of any current or previous employers i think until the first one checked facebook not one said anything (laughs) to (laughs) me it was like noon i was like huh are you on facebook yeah i don't really get on there i don't really care to talk to anybody that i'm not actually talking to i should probably
1: look at the facebook because construction manager podcast has a facebook page does it yeah, I haven't looked at it in months. Oh, you started one. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I, like
0: somebody started it on our a behalf? A year ago. <laughs> it's fine. Let's talk about the importance of understanding how not to get ripped off. Oh, let's do it because let me tell you. So so
1: <laughs> it is so easy. <laughs> I, I hate to say, but I feel like it is so easy for trade partners to rip off uh, a construction manager um, that's not educated on – materials and estimating and that sort of thing. Right. I, I give you a great example. I um for years I would have I would have framers come to me and they'd say "I need 500 2x4s." And I'd say, "Oh, you need 500 2x4s. What do you need those for?" "Oh, I got to do punch out. I got to punch out. <laughs> I got to build some bulkheads, I got to do this, I got to do that." And I'd say, "You need 500 2x4s? No problem." And I'd order 200. All right. And they'd show up and they'd use them and all the work would get done and I'd be like, "Hmm."
0: Yeah. For the record, I did that with every framer I ever worked with <laughs> since the beginning of time.
1: Well, I see. Al- I give
0: you th- like 40% of what you've asked for, and it always works and out.
1: And it always works out. Right. It's a miracle. Well, I, I can tell you, dude, I-, I have, you know, you and I both have to approve um, material requests. Right. And, uh, you know, some of these requests are just absurd. And I'm like. Like for what they're for? For what they're for. It'll be like, you know, build bulkhead in basement. Right. 6,000 2 4s I'm like, what? I need 42-foot iJoyce, please. So, you know, I recently <laughs> grabbed a couple of CMs, and I was like, look, I see this request for all this material. Do you know if this is accurate? And they're like, well, that's what the, that's what the framer asked for. And I said, do you know that the framer knows how to do this or if they're right. just guessing? So why does he need that? Do you, do you have 500
0: board studs I don't know about? Because yeah, I'd like to right. see that
1: house. I, I would like to get some credit for that. But here's the thing: so I was like, "Look," and I, I pulled out the plans and a scale, and I'm like, "Check this out, guys!" And we scaled out this bulkhead, and, you know, and we needed probably 20 two by fours just mm-hmm. because of the waste because of all the right, cuts. Of right. course. And uh, and they're like, "Whoa!" But nobody had ever taken the time to show them. This is how you estimate lumber, right? You know, you can actually add it up. You can take, you can measure it, and. Uh, after that, then they turned into, like, the Gestapo for framing material. It was great. Because the framing would be like, hey, I need a hundred two-by-four. So they'd be like, prove it. What do you need it for? <laughs> Which is great, you know. Right. Because now, I mean, we went from material, you know, right.
0: costs mm-hmm. that were sky high to actually in line. Well, there's two reasons, three probably, why you need extra framing material. Okay. One, you didn't receive everything that you were supposed to for the product that you're building. Right. Two, those items are misused either because we needed uh you know we didn't have time to wait for the two by fours to get here so we just stole from peter to pay paul or happens all the time or three there's actual things that are subpar and you need to replace them well and there's theft yeah there's theft that's true yeah that's a good point
1: so well i know uh you bring up a really so since we're talking about material, so mm-hmm. then we're talking about other things too, but since sure. we're talking about framing material, one thing that is just a horrible cycle to get into, you, you nailed it, uh, paying Peter to,
0: or stealing from Paul, or whatever that I was. I believe the said. phrase is robbing Peter <clears throat> to pay Paul. Right. It's, know, a could, biblical, uh, it's a biblical it's analogy. A
1: horrible, it's a horrible uh, <laughs> habit to get into, because what do you do? You take, uh, right. oh shit, did the camera die?
0: Yeah, it looks that way. God damn it. Let me guess. No batteries. Let me plug it in. Hold on. You keep talking. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, Peter, uh, Peter and Paul said uh, they one guy has things and the other one doesn't. What are you? I don't know. You you were in mid thought and then you realize the camera went out. So th- th- there's there's a lot of reasons why y- you could be short your material. Um, And normally it's because you didn't have the batteries in the camera and (laughs) so the camera's dead and not working anymore forever. This is hard to watch. I gotta be honest. I'm gonna read a couple of these reviews. I read a couple of these from August. Real-world advice to excel in construction management relates to the day-to-day construction management. Cool. Amazing show. I agree.
1: <laughs>
0: Listen to it. Going from site to site as often as I can. Really get tactics and advice. Day-to-day construction management, whether commercial or residential. Thoroughly enjoy listening to this podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. It is freaking awesome. All right, so what I was saying about... Yeah, please tell me um because here's what happens right so you get a you know you get a a package in to build a house or whatever whatever your project is uh you know you're you've got a couple different ones going framework comes to you and says hey i need some two by fours well you know i just got this package i'm just gonna grab the two by fours from there or the two by sixes or whatever plywood or whatever you take it from that predetermined amount of lumber you take it over here then you go to start building this one Mm -hmm. and they're like hey i I need these i need that material back Oh, oh crap okay do you how much? How much did you take? Well, I don't know. hundred right. of this, two hundred of that, whatever. Uh, okay, you know what? I got another package coming. I just, I just grab it from that. So then you go and you take it from that, and you move that over there, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you've got. You start doing this, and you don't know where your lumber is being used. You don't right. know what's extra, what's you know what you need to order. It just, it just becomes a mess. And,
0: and then there's also the age-old like, well oh, I need, you know, two. Or three eight foot two by fours. So let's cut this twenty four footer uh, three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, dude, that was supposed to be used for the one place you need a long two. Yeah, high.
1: yeah. No, I want to take this ten foot two by four sure and cut it down to foot eight foot
0: two by four. Would be bent like a pickle by the time you were <laughs> trying to install yeah, it. But I was wondering. About you know that. what I mean? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> foot? Uh, where
1: did you get that? You know, I, although I will tell you, <clears throat> when I took a tour of Blueprint Robotics, uh-huh. the lumber that they use in there. W- the nicest, it's the nicest material ever. It's like furniture green. It's all indoor, right? Yeah, it's all time to control. There you go. But the, the lumber they use is like...
0: Super great. It's amazing. It's it amazing. doesn't bow up till you get it out on the job. <laughs> well they <laughs> were freaking dovetailing right? window oh frames God, and stuff. That's so ridiculous. <clears throat> anyway, that's got Super nothing
1: to do with what we're talking about. Um, so lumber is important. But here's the other thing that really kills me is dirt. You know... Uh, excavating, hauling dirt, bringing dirt in, hauling dirt out. Mm -hmm. That is the most expensive way. Dirt is definitely by far
0: the the biggest money waster.
1: Thousands and thousands. So here's the thing. So I, you know, for years, I didn't know. I, I didn't, I was too busy, too busy, I guess, working on, houses to to really figure out dirt (laughs) until i started getting hammered on it by my managers through through the years and they're like what's this ten thousand dollar bill for dirt and i'm like oh we had to haul it and they're like well how much did you take out and i'm like a bunch
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was like seven or eight days straight it was like
1: um a lot right big pile and you know and you know i used to get hammered they're like well how many loads i'm like of four. Right. And they're like, how many tons in a load?
0: I've been down that <laughs> road. And you know what's another MO what's from that? the excavators? Because they're not dumb about moving oh, dirt. no. Another MO is, even though they're supposed to give you their bills each week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, they don't. Yeah. They make the agreement. They start things rolling. Things seem to be moving fine. And then all of a sudden, next month, you get a whole month worth of bills. Yeah. And yeah. then it's hard to... Like there's, there's a, you can look at most things once it's done and be like, quantify it. Right. Yeah. How many studs did you need down here? Well, bullshit. You needed 200. I just counted 75. Yeah. But not dirt, buddy. Not dirt, man. Dirt's just the ground now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unless there's a drastic color difference. It's tough to, tough to argue. Well, that's the thing. So, you know, and it's
1: really important if you're the construction manager. So listen, you know, you know, you can, you can sit there and you can calculate, um, loads of dirt and that sort of thing and where I'm actually going to put so at the, on the last podcast we talked about the blog that we started for Buildertactics.com right. I'm actually going to put how to calculate you know studs in a wall how to calculate how to look at a plot plan to calculate the dirt mm-hmm. so that our listeners can can have that knowledge they mm-hmm. just have to go to the website sure. go to the blog and and look at it when um, I can talk about it you know on this podcast because uh, you know I don't know how you would I don't know how you would do that because it's it's
0: so important. hard to just, just explain what is. We're listening. <laughs> anyway, but
1: if you can go to the website. You can get the actual calculations for, you know, lumber, for calculating dirt, you know, that sort of thing.
0: Um, where was I going with that? So, uh, you were saying that I'm handsome and uh, oh, I'm he's really so handsome. smart. <laughs> um, so, uh, this is on video, so people know I'd be lying. Um,
1: <laughs> it's the second time I used a handsome joke today, by the <laughs> way. Um, anyway, you know, you got to be really vigilant with your excavators. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're good people. And, and it's expensive those machines are expensive fuel, the fuel is Ugh. expensive transporting the machines to and from your job site is expensive so i'm not sure. taking anything away from the guys but if you're responsible for those dollars as construction manager superintendents are you need to make sure if they say that they were there and they worked for 8 hours that means they were working for
0: 8 hours right. and, and let's not let's not joke about it like if you were actually investing your own money you probably wouldn't be building 30 houses at the same time because it would be a you'd be much tighter and there's lots of other groups that are here but another problem that I see you can't see your company making an expensive choice and then maybe their contract they decide to sign you up for something that you know is going to cost a bunch of money and then you just let it happen like for instance Dirt is a great example. Like, hey, we're gonna haul some dirt in here. This guy's got a contract. We're just gonna have it, you know, sent over to you, and you're just gonna sign for these tickets. When well, you start seeing those tickets, and they don't start making sense, buddy, don't just sign for them and let it happen. No kidding. You gotta wave that red flag and say, hey, look, I feel like this is not right here. Yeah. If you see something that doesn't feel right, you know, I give the erosion control example a bunch here, we're talking to CMs here lately. Look, we're inspected by multiple entities to make sure we're not polluting, Mm -hmm. you know, some of those inspections are very stringent, like very like super focused, you know, add, add stone to construction entrances. One that we see all the time. time. And you're talking about something that we have already contracted to do a small construction entrance prior to excavation, then a connection to the house with the rest of the driveway with stone afterward, number twos, and then, we might, you know, you get mud in that, it starts to settle, you get trucks driving over it, you might have to freshen up that entrance. Boy, it doesn't mean drop 850 bucks worth of stone in every driveway well, when not, it needs to be worked on. Like, that's crazy talk.
1: Well, not only that, ask for the freaking tickets. Right. You know, I, I get these invoice, invoices sometimes, and going will be like 12 loads of stone or 12 tons of stone or whatever, and I'm like, Where's the ticket for this? Right. Like, so Did I, you put one ton or 12? Tell I, me the I, truth. I got a, uh, I heard a story. I think, I think you were there when we. Heard, when the guy was telling us this story where he said uh, he actually kept all the stone tickets. He asked for all mm-hmm. of them. And then the guy, the contractor was like, hey, you owe me, you know, however, $20,000. And he was like, do I? And he pulled all the tickets out and was like, no, you owe me money because you're not putting enough stone in the foundation. Were you there for that? Mm-mm. All right. So moral of the story is this superintendent, was super diligent because he said, how much stone do you put in each foundation? And the guy said, I put, you know, whatever. X amount of, yeah. X amount of of stone. He goes, okay. But he had all the stone receipts, all the tickets from the drivers. And he said, okay, let's see. And he looked at it all and he goes, you have been shortchanging me. You owe me money. And the contractor was like, you know what, Never mind about those tickets. uh, Let's call this a wash. (laughs) But the the superintendent was able to say, you have been, you know, buying stone giving it to other jobs, and now you're trying to charge me for it. Right. And uh, the guy was like, my bad. And that was the end of it. So, But it was only because he was diligent. so diligent about right. it that he knew. I will tell you 99% of the CMs would be like, okay. Most
0: uh, complacency is the biggest killer. Dude, it's a killer. It. You have to. If you're the guy who just lets it happen— then you're a failure. Yeah. Like you have to be on it. And you know what? There's not, you can't be on everything all the time. I recognize that there. You have to do it like in cycles, right? Mm -hmm. Ebb's and flows. You might be super on your excavator one month. And then the next month you focus on your framing and then you do your roofing takeoffs or you, you know, tighten up the things that you see. You know, if you ask your boss, Hey, where are we spending money? Where are we spending more money than you think we should? They'll tell you because they know right now if they haven't been saying that all week they're probably not that good of a boss right but
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing though <clears throat> as long as you if you're diligent the trades will keep themselves honest because right. they'll know that you're not going to put up with it right. you'll you'll be in the top 10 percent of cms
0: or you know superintendents or whatever in the world and they'll know and nobody sets up a business around a, not making money no. they nobody sets if they set up a business and they think well i'm going to break even on all this but don't worry i'll gouge them a bunch of times this year then they're, then they're not going to be successful. And you certainly shouldn't let that happen. But I don't, I don't think that that's ever the case. I think that when they set up contracts, they're setting it up to be profitable. Yeah. You just have to manage it, make sure that it's not an overage. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like there are really contractors that
1: are set up that way. What? <laughs> like the, to break like, even and like get and you then in then the And then just gouge you on
0: everything else on extras. Yeah. You know, I'm. That's, that's kind of unfair, probably. It's is a little cynical. Is it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, d- don't get me wrong. I, I feel like in the past I've seen contractors set up contracts that maybe they should have been more diligent about. Oh, for and sure. And they don't really have a choice but to nickel and dime over things here and there. And you end up having to, you know, go in and split hairs to try and figure out what's what. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, you know, I, I feel like when you're setting up contracts, if you're the one who's doing the contracting, you should you – should honestly, I always say that. Are you making money here? Like, yeah, you know, I you don't have to tell me all the details, but I want to make sure that you're pulling a profit margin so that you can do this for the long haul. I don't want you to get 10 houses in and be like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, See and that's, you know, that happens from time to time. Oh I've God, got, i sure got one does. guy right now on the job site. That's like, look, man, you know, we signed this thing up, but our business has changed a bit and I'm buying my things from different places now. And I'm not sure that this is something that's going to keep me solvent. And it's like, Dude, if that's the case you know yeah. i'm not no harm no foul if it, if you get a better scenario come back to me but i don't want you to lose money cuz yeah. then you are going to be looking to stick me somewhere when you can and and or not showing up one day another yeah, thing dude. that i see is companies that run on that shoestring budget <sighs> Ending up, like we say, robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's a lot like, of companies. I are mean. trying to get your money for this house mm-hmm. so that they can go buy the material for the next house. I've seen that number no, of dude, times. that's I
1: mean, that's small business 101 though. You see that all the time. Companies got a business yeah. all the time for doing that. Yeah, I know. I tried to buy a foreclosure a while ago for my – I guess an architect that was building houses. And he was doing that. He was paying for one project with the last and it just caught up to him. Yeah, and would not uh, make any money. And eventually he needed money. money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then he died of a heart attack in his house, sat there for two years, and I tried to buy it. <laughs> well, but I went into the basement, and this has got nothing to do with what we're talking about. I like about. it. I like to digress. But it's this beautiful, like, uh, limestone fireplace. Oh, oh my God. It's gorgeous. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm checking it out. I go down to the basement, and I found two things a couple of tombstones. Kind of freaked me out a little Interesting. bit. Interesting. Yeah. In the house? In the
0: house. So the first part of the house is like... Like two... old tombstones? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You can't move on yet. Sorry. Old tombstones so, so that part... have been taken out of a grave somewhere.
1: I never showed you pictures of this house. Dude, no. I got pictures. So the first part of the house is like 200 years old. And then he built like a huge addition on it. So I go down in the basement and I'm walking through the new addition. And then there's this like, a, like a concrete opening. I'm like, what's under here? I go in there and that's all like... Log framing. Okay. Like some of the logs still had the bark on them. Right. It's crazy. So cool. There's tombstones in there from the kids that had lived in the house at one point. Kind like of they a deal were. breaker. Because <laughs> they were in the house. The
0: kids were? <laughs> <laughs> no. But So anyway, so I go over to this fireplace. I've got to be honest, I'm picturing like a crawl space with a couple of dead bodies buried in it. It was like it. five feet tall. It, was, it wasn't
1: quite a crawl space. It was a little taller than that, but I've got pictures. I'll show you. So. I go to over to where this fireplace is because there was some water damage on the floor. And- uh, I have so many questions. There are these, these <laughs> trusses that or joists that went by and I reached up just to squeeze one to make sure they were solid. A chunk of it came off of my hand. And I was like- And I was under. Like, here. I, was under. I was like, uh it's time to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so I ran past the- the Jim <laughs> went upstairs. says, I still tried to buy the house, man, but I couldn't get the guy to come off the- uh, <laughs> They were asking too much. And I was like, the house is gonna fall down. Damn. And he was like, Anyway. So wait, a minute. these tombstones were in there loose? Yeah, they like leaned up them. against the wall. So when they did the exca- when they did the excavation for the the new part of the house, they found them. They excavated them up, and then put them in the basement. Yeah, dude. I talked. to – I reached out to all the trades that worked on this thing. A lot of them were upside down. They're like, "Hey, you can buy that house. have a lien on it." And like, it was it was a nightmare. But anyway, they were all like, they were like, "Oh, <sighs> you saw the tombstones?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." It's kind of a little bit creepy. Yeah, it's three tombstones You know, there. for resale purposes, you should probably get rid of those. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> Didn't have a kitchen. It was oh, it was wow. kind of a crazy I'll show you the pictures. It was kind of a okay. crazy house. Oh, um, remember Matt Wilcox? Yeah. Dude, I showed him the pictures. He was like, You're insane, don't buy this house. And I was like, I love it and he's like, You're crazy. He was right. He was right. He yeah, was more was good. Like, I, like, I kinda of miss Matt. I do too. Yeah. Matt, if you're listening, we miss I him. hope
0: you're doing well, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he at anyway. like Harvard he, he's getting at Harvard. I don't miss him anymore. He's at Harvard getting his master's. Yeah, good for him. He nerd, super smart guy. I'm so jealous. Me too. Anyway, <laughs>
1: anyway we're talking about material. Okay. Um, uh, what the So anyway, so dirt framing there's two, two, you know, super expensive ways to spend money. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: you really got to be versed in um, all, all forms of takeoffs. How to estimate? You need to know how your trades are estimating the materials, because then you'll know. So especially as you move up or whatever, they're submitting bids. You can look at it. Do the math yourself and say, hey, this guy spent a bid. He's, you know, four squares short on his shingles or or plywood or or drywall or whatever. Um, Or, hey, you know what? This guy's way overestimated the material. Um, You know, you can go back to him and say, hey, man, you need to sharpen your pencil on this bid because you're way over by my estimations on this material. You know, but if you never take the time to learn how to estimate material, you'll never be able to do it. And you'll be ripped off left and right. That's true. Or the flip side of that, your trades are going to come up short, and they're going to come in. They're going to say, "Hey, I know I said it would take me a hundred dollars to build this, whatever, put the roof on. I was wrong. It's going to take me two hundred dollars." And then your budget's blown. So true. your profit margin starts to to shrink. So that's true. Anyway, it's just a um, it's
0: something I don't see a whole lot
1: of superintendents doing,
0: um, and they really, really need to. So before we. Cut this short, which mm-hmm. which I think we probably have to here soon. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about Chance McFly. He is the last review that you got oh, that we got oh. here. And uh and you know, he said some really good stuff and um what's I just want to touch on one thing that he said. Wait, here. what's his name again? His name is Chance. And hi, Chance. his his name is his his like handle here is Chance McFly. And I don't know if that's the like door. I'm like, hi Chance. <laughs> Hey, buddy. (laughs) I don't know if it's like a play on Back to the Future. If it is, I like it. Um, But one of the things that he said here is really important. It says, P.S., is there a way you can make the audio louder? Oh and man! Don't the, re- I know and, what he said? And lower the volume said. on your intro music. No. blows my ears out every time the podcast begins and ends. Chance, I it. feel the same way that you do <laughs> because Damien is trying to hurt us. Yes, it, he wants you to like. If you start to lull off to sleep, he wants you to be shocked back. Yes, into, start know. listening again. <laughs> You need to anticipate that. You need to plan for it. That's all I'm gonna say. Or you know you could just turn the volume down yeah. and put it in there.
1: I'm uh I'm working on it. Chance McFly. <laughs> I'm working on it.
0: Chance, sorry about that, buddy. I didn't mean to put you out. Was, he obviously read all the good stuff in your in your uh, review here.
1: I actually read that. that one too, and I thought, yeah, I gotta do that. I gotta fix that. Yeah. I'm working on it. I uh I'm not. We'll, a, I'm we'll not
0: get a, it by the 60th podcast. Yeah. You should have it worked out. I'm not
1: an audiovisual guy. Yeah. Well, I know. I think it's obvious. I taped. <laughs> This freaking logo to the wall with That's electrical tape. Guys, we're just a couple of construction heads. Guys, we're just trying to get this done. For Christ's sakes. <laughs> anyway, but we do have um, we do have some good people working with us. So uh, if you go to BuilderTactics.com, you'll see the website was done by someone else. It looks great. Uh, awesome. Blogs on there. I will upload all the formulas to, uh, to estimate lumber, dirt, uh, you know, squares of shingles, drywall, whatever. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff I'm going to put on there as well as some handy links to websites that will help with estimating. There's tons and tons and tons of software programs out there for estimating. Anyway, other than that, man, I think we gotta, I think that's a wrap for this one. All right, thanks for supporting the show. We absolutely love it. We love the reviews. Um, we are actually on like 16 different platforms. I don't know if I should do that. No. Yeah, a ton of different platforms. So you, there's no excuse to not listen. We're everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> anyway, we love the support. Keep listening. We'll keep doing it. Go to buildintactics.com. Check out the website. Um, Shoot us an email. All right, that's it. Just be careful the music is about to start.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Good podcast.